Hello and welcome. My name is Juanita Headley. I am a New York attorney and the founder and CEO of Changing Cases. You are listening to a set of podcasts, a series dealing with the issues of human trafficking, child abuse, and of course, knowing how to respond to the question. Over the following weeks and months, I'm going to take a look at some hard-hitting topics with a view to educate, empower, and inspire you to change the way that you think, act, and respond to better safeguard the children in your world. Stay tuned until the end of the show, where I'll be sharing not only how you can get a copy of my new book, but I'll also inform you of some upcoming live Zoom trainings and how you can contact me to have your questions featured in a future episode of this show. So we can talk about it. Yeah, we can talk about it. Yeah. So we can talk about it. Talk about it. Yeah, let's talk about it. Yeah. Let's talk about child exploitation. This is a topic that many are uncomfortable to speak about or think about. Some of the most despicable crimes are committed against innocent children, newborn babies. We even have children who are trafficked in the womb. And I heard quite recently in a place like St. Vincent, a very beautiful island in the Caribbean, of how there may possibly be an issue of baby trafficking under the guise of adoption. A foreigner, often from America, will come over to these beautiful islands, St. Vincent and the Grenadines, and the adoption process will be expedited so quickly. And then those children are then taken to the US, provided documentation, passport, all the rest, and they now become an American citizen. Whereas when adoptions usually go through the process in St. Vincent, with a St. Vincent mother or father or mother, that child, unfortunately, often has to wait sometimes nine years before the adoption process is even finalized. But when an American comes over, it is done expeditiously. This raises a lot of questions, and it's something that I certainly intend to look into. I'm actually here at the moment in St. Vincent. By the grace of God, he opened the door for me to be able to be here. And I'm looking forward to sharing on the topics of human trafficking and child abuse during my three-week stay. It is an important message, and as I've said time and time again, human trafficking, abuse, exploitation does not discriminate. In fact, I was writing an article quite recently for a media outlet in Trinidad and Tobago, and I quoted those very words. Just as we've witnessed with the recent lockdown and the virus, it does not discriminate. We have to understand that any person can be a victim. I even remember reading an article of a celebrity, a female in fact, who was a victim of rape. Now this was not by Harry Weinstein or any other celebrity, it was by a stranger. She was attacked and raped. And so we have to realize that every one of us is vulnerable to being abused, being exploited. But even more so, when you're a child, imagine if your parents and caregivers are taking advantage of you selling you sexually, exploiting you. I know of a case which I've quoted many a time in my presentations. It's quite an old case of an individual called Peter Scully. 
Now, he was married and I believe he had two children living in Australia at the time. He was a business investor who stole millions of dollars from clients. He absconded, avoided going to jail for his crimes and found himself in the Philippines in around 2011. Now, Peter Scully decided that he wanted to do business in a different way. Number one, he's in the Philippines, so the type of work he was doing in Australia, maybe not as successful. And with the history that he has, maybe he didn't want to engage in his past activities. So instead, he set up the No Limits Fund Company. Now, the No Limits Fund Company is, in fact, a company that he set up and he used his Filipino girlfriend, Liza, and a second girlfriend to engage in sexual activity with children under the name of his company. And he created an infamous video, infamous on the dark web, of course. Now, this video was called Daisy's Destruction. Now, when you hear the term Daisy's Destruction, what comes to mind? Whenever I ask that question, the responses are often a flower, Daisy is the name of a girl, destruction means her death, destruction means her virginity is taken from her. Daisy's Destruction is a video that Peter Scully and his girlfriend Liza created with Daisy. Now, Daisy is not her real name, but that's the name that he chose to give her. This video, as I said, it's infamous on the dark web. Why is that? Peter Scully and his girlfriend stripped Daisy naked. They abused her and tortured her. And what they did, they hung her upside down and dripped candle wax on her genitals. Now that is hard to hear, but it is a lot harder to go through. It is a lot harder to go through. None of us can imagine the pain of what Daisy went through or some of the other victims and survivors who also were involved in these videos. Lack of consent. They were minors. They were children. Peter Scully abused Daisy, according to the video, to the point of death. Now, what she went through was so horrendous that the Filipino president, Duterte, wanted to bring back the death penalty. Now, as a strong believer in Jesus Christ, according to the Bible in John 3.16, the God that I serve is a God of second chances. The sad thing is there are many Peter Scullies. They may not be Australian businessmen. They may not be married with children. But the world is full of Peter Scullies and Lysels, and not just in the Philippines. The lockdown has meant there has been an increase in domestic violence and an increase in sexual exploitation over the internet. I read quite recently of a case of a young girl who was making videos on TikTok, including singing in the shower. Unfortunately, her videos were being watched by adult males. They approached her through the internet and asked her to send sexually explicit photographs. She was confused as to why they're watching her videos. 
but there are men and even women who will trail the internet looking for girls who are vulnerable, boys who are vulnerable, with the intention to sexually exploit. Now, the good news is that in relation to the video, Daisy's Destruction, Daisy is actually not dead. But when I first heard of the case, I believed that she was deceased. In fact, the people who viewed the video believe she was dead. So we can only imagine what she went through. And in fact, according to the newspapers, Peter Scully committed murder on at least two occasions. And the bodies of these girls were found underneath the floorboard of one of his previous apartments. Peter Scully was in prison. His girlfriend, Lysol, was able to abscond and was not caught. However, quite recently, she was detected as a sex tour guide walking down the beach of Malapasquai Island, where I have previously been during the summer. She is also now in prison. The best news of the story is that Peter Scully was given life imprisonment. Now, when we think about the death penalty, those of us who believe and agree with the death penalty, what we may not realize if we are not lawyers is that the death penalty goes forwards, not backwards. It is not retroactive. Therefore, if a crime is committed today, Tuesday, and the death penalty comes into existence on Wednesday, the death penalty will only work for crimes committed Wednesday onwards, not crimes committed on Tuesday. I believe the death penalty will not solve the problems of child abuse, child exploitation. We have to realize that there is a root cause and having watched Operation Tucson, a video you can find on YouTube, a video with the organization Operation Underground Railroad, the CEO and founder is a devout Mormon called Tim Ballard. Watching that documentary really tugged on my heartstrings and in fact, it gave me the desire to want to do so much more. My dream is to change lives one person at a time. When you watch videos, documentaries, read in the newspapers of children being abused, exploited, sold for sex. I saw something this morning on LinkedIn of a recent case of online sexual exploitation of children in Mindanao, which is a part of the Philippines, and how IJM, International Justice Mission, have been involved in rescuing these children. This is a problem that is happening far too frequently, and it breaks my heart. We need more Tim Ballads in the world. We need more NGOs like OUR. The documentary brought tears to my eyes. Why? Because I feel like I'm educating, I'm empowering, but this really isn't enough. I'm not a former police officer, so I can't necessarily engage in rescues, but maybe in, in the aftercare. It hurts so much that we have children being sold by their parents. They get rescued, returned home, and resold and re-trafficked. I saw something recently on the internet, in fact, of parents who had equipped their basement with security cameras and how they had been selling their daughter on the internet for the pleasure of pedophiles 
And when they had been arrested and asked why they were doing that, they said because that was a way for them to generate an income. The worst part of this is that their daughter was six months old. There are children being sold for sex who are newborns. That is a lot for us to get our head around. I've met survivors of abuse who were abused when they were toddlers, when they were two or four. And some of them still remember very vividly what took place. That memory has not gone. It still remains right there. In life, it's interesting because we can be judgmental. We can see a person, not know their story. And we can judge on the basis of what we don't know. And I saw a post recently on Facebook. And it says that this guy lost his job. He lost his family. He had no money. And there were these bubbles. He was hanging them. It's like speech bubbles. But they were hanging in the air. But he was holding on to them. Almost as though they were his baggages. And people on the side of the street were looking at him and judging. Every one of us is carrying around these balloons of baggages. That's because often we have not moved on from the past. It's not to say that we haven't forgiven, but we may not have had the healing. We as people, especially in the West, we can become very ungrateful and, and we can become sometimes complacent, sometimes comfortable. But often, in most situations, we lack gratitude. And when I say we lack gratitude, what I mean by that is the fact that we struggle to be appreciative of what we have. Every one of us has things we can be thankful for. Every one of us has things in our lives we wish did not happen to us or we did not do. We all have regrets. But it's important for us to move away from that and to focus on those things that are positive. In Philippians 4, it tells us that we need to focus on those things that are positive. Now, I'm not very good at quoting that scripture, but I know that our eyes need to be fixed on things that are good, that are pure, that are honorable, that are just, that are true. This is something that I even would appeal to those who have survived abuse, who have survived victimization. In our own way, we've all had difficulties. Some of us have even had experiences with a semblance to what Daisy went through. Now, Daisy is still alive and she's being cared for by an orphanage in the Philippines, but she still suffers from the trauma of what she went through. There are so many victims and survivors walking amongst us struggling with the trauma, suffering with that trauma. And then there are those who think, you know what, it happened so long ago, let's move forwards. Often for us to move forwards, we have to deal with the past. Now, I don't know why Scully committed that crime. I'm not in his head. I don't understand why Lysol committed that crime. But what I do know is that Lysol was prostituted in her childhood. Now, there's no such thing as child prostitutes. Children cannot consent to sexual activity, therefore a child cannot be a prostitute. 
And even the word prostitute is something I don't like because prostitute labels and names the lady or man. Instead, it should be prostituted because it's what was done to them. When we look at Lysol as a victim, that can give us some form of understanding as to what led her into a relationship with Scully, who is many years her senior. What led her to commit heinous sexual offenses against a child like Daisy and other girls and boys? When the police and social workers viewed this pornography, they cried from what they saw. And I've only managed to read just small snippets of what took place in the video from articles and even just reading that and getting a little bird's eye view of what Daisy went through. It hurts. But hurts much more to have been the victim of that, to have survived that. I thank God that Daisy is alive. The sad reality is she's not the first survivor and will not be the last survivor. There are people who I believe are ignorant because they make statements as though it'd be better if Daisy was dead. I wholly disagree with that. Yes, she has been through a very negative and traumatic experience. But I believe, as it says in the Bible, all things can work together for good. And therefore, despite what she went through, that can be turned around. In the name of Jesus, that situation, all she has gone through can be turned around. Some of the most amazing men and women in this world have been through hardships. Some of the most successful musicians have physical disabilities, maybe blind, maybe even deaf. The point is, those individuals did not allow their disabilities to hinder them from pursuing a career in music. What more for us? I'm often challenged when I read stories of people who have a disability or lack of language, whatever it is, resources, finances, but they're able to accomplish so much more than me. I speak one language, English only, and there is so much available to me being born in the UK, having a British passport, speaking English. But unfortunately, because all of that is available to me, it often limits what I accomplish. There is those who come from, let's say, Padang in Indonesia. English is their second language. They are students studying a degree in English, but they're bilingual. They may not have very much, but they may be able to accomplish so much more than me because of their situation. In life, we do not know what the future holds. And with everything going on around us, it is very uncertain. We have a justice system, and I believe we need to trust in the justice system. It is not about creating a set of people who become vigilantes. I don't believe that's what the Lord desires for us. I believe that vengeance and justice belongs to God. I believe we have a responsibility, and that's why I wrote my book, Can You Keep a Secret? I believe that every one of us should take on that battle, and it is not Juanita Headley's responsibility. We each have a responsibility. Start with the children that are close to you, biologically, or those that you spend time with. Friends' children, neighbors' children, children that you work with, professionally or otherwise. Start there. Think about how you can transform lives, one person at a time. No matter where I go, I hear stories consistently of girls and boys being subjected to abuse. It isn't just in one community, in one culture, in one religion. It is an epidemic across the world. 
and that is heart rendering. Children are innocent; they are vulnerable. Think of that six-month-old girl in the U.S. She cannot defend herself. Even as I think about it, I cannot imagine what would cause parents to do that to their own child. I don't understand. Something is seriously wrong. But who are we to judge? We don't know what has led them to believe that it is okay for their daughter to be sexually exploited. We can never justify illegal, immoral, or criminal acts by others. But if we want the world to change, it will be more helpful for us to understand what is causing an individual to behave the way that they do. What is causing an individual to think the way that they think? Because at the end of the day, realistically speaking, for us, we cannot be someone else. We can only be ourselves. We can try and put ourselves in another person's position, but that isn't possible. Because realistically speaking, we don't have the ability and the capacity to be able to be someone else. But I feel that it is important for us. As best as we can, to try to bring ourselves down to the level of another, to be able to work out what is causing a certain behavior. When we can understand what is causing a behavior, then we can do something different by educating the next generation. When we educate the next generation, that will change everything. So what do you think? What do you think is the solution? Castration is not the solution. Death penalty is not the solution. Education can only do so much because it could be a mindset. As I've heard in a place like Saint Vincent, often the reason why a person does what they do is because their parents did it. Their grandparents did it. Their great grandparents did it. However, when you think about it, there's that pattern of following what was done before. But sometimes that pattern of what was done before isn't the best, most effective, even the most productive way of doing things. So we have to consider what will work, so that we can ensure that our children are safe. So that we can ensure that when you place your child in a school, in a nursery, under the care of another, that your child will not return home and ask the question, "Can you keep a secret?" or some other variation, or disclose to you that they've been abused. That is not what you want to have happen. You don't want to be reading in the newspapers about another Daisy story. I believe every one of us wants to sleep well at night. We want to have peace within us. That's what we're looking for. We're looking for peace, but how can we have peace when there are so many predators around the world? And the predators are not strangers. The predators are right in front of our face. We have pair-on-pair abuse, where children are abusing one another. We have. Doctors, gym instructors, teachers, 
lawyers abusing their positions of power to take advantage of a child. We even have Romeo pimps. Romeo pimps often, where a guy will wine, dine, and groom a girl, enter into a romantic relationship with her, for the purpose of selling her into prostitution. Not every Romeo pimp is over the age of eighteen. We have boys, young boys, who enter into romantic relationships with a girl, for the purpose of selling her sexually. We've got men in South America who meet a woman, date her, groom her, and marry her for the purpose of pimping her out. Who can you trust? As I say when I share, my desire is not to create paranoia. My desire is to have people be better educated. The Bible says people perish for lack of knowledge. When you have knowledge, when you can identify certain signs. In a perpetrator, in a victim, you can safeguard the victim, and you can do whatever it takes so the police can investigate and hopefully prosecute that perpetrator. Don't we all want to live in a safer place in a safer world? We may be concerned about our flesh, about the breath of air that we breathe in, about a virus. Death is here today, gone tomorrow. Life is very short, but I believe every one of us wants to live on this earth positively, productively. We don't want to be living on this earth with pain and heartache. In the Bible, it says there'll be no more crying in heaven. But whilst we're on earth, many of us do suffer many afflictions, spiritually, mentally, physically. We can feel we're being attacked on every side. And even in my own life, I have witnessed the more good I do, the more I get persecuted. I believe lightning doesn't strike the same place three times, but sometimes in life it can feel like that. When you hear stories of individuals who've been abused and abused and raped and tortured, I believe every life has a purpose. Every life will bear fruit. It could be good or bad. But is it our place to judge when a person perpetrates a crime that isn't productive? I believe in second chances. I believe in prison and jail time. But I believe that everyone deserves a second chance. Any one of us could perpetrate a crime, but it's either the spirit of God, discernment, wisdom. You want to avoid being caught and thrown in jail. There are various reasons that stop us, prevent us from committing crimes. Crimes against kids. Crimes against the elderly, crimes against the most vulnerable—that any one of us is more than capable of doing so. So, when you sit and judge, if the shoe was on the other foot, what would you do? Think about the Garden of Eden. We sit and say, "I wouldn't have eaten the apple," but we weren't there, so we don't know. People make mistakes. People commit crimes. People do horrendous acts. But judging, throwing the book at them, will not change anything. So, let's start with ourselves. How can we take on the baton? How can we take on this responsibility to safeguard and protect others? We need to work now. Let's not wait until we hear the stories from a neighbor, hear the story from your child's mouth. You don't want to hear the story. I'm a victim. I've been abused. So let's do something now that we can change the dynamics. Thank you for listening to another episode of Can You Keep a Secret. I trust that the information has been useful to you.
I believe that we all need knowledge and education. And when we have a better understanding of topics such as abuse, it enables us to better safeguard the children in our world. For a better understanding of the topics being covered each week, then please reach out to me for a copy of my new book, Can You Keep a Secret? You can follow me, message or email me so that I can answer your questions in upcoming episodes. We can all learn from one another and this is an educational series that I hope will impact and change not just your life but also that of the people around you. You can find all my contact details on my website, changingcases.org. That's changingcases.org. Remember to share this podcast with friends and family members. There are victims and survivors in your world. You just don't know it. But if we can all be educated, then the world will be a safer place. Please tune in next week for another episode. Everything it takes and more. You're not alone in this war. Help us on the way every other day. You can leave.